0: what we're going to do is talk about wired to eat and cravings, how our caveman bodies decide we should stay alive. We are wired to eat. It is how our body keeps us alive. But we didn't have punnets of raspberries and we didn't have oranges this size. You think about it. In our grandparents' era, You know, they got given these oranges for Christmas and it was, you know, the best day ever because they'd been given this piece of fruit. But it was a naturally grown bit of fruit and it was this big, not this big. And our caveman... Brains haven't quite, or bodies haven't quite caught up to the mass food we have now. So there's there's a lot of food, right? You go to the shops and it's a bewildering array of choices. Um, we were just sitting down and having dinner, and Hannah was telling me about frozen pork. Um, crackling that you can literally put in the sandwich toaster and and pop it in in the like the sandwich press. I thought, oh, there's a use for my sandwich press. Now I don't actually have sandwiches anymore. But I thought, you know, that's a bewildering array of food. If you think about how our ancestors ate they were metabolically flexible. And what I mean by that is they were off gathering their nuts and berries, they might dig out some yams, and, of course, berries are carbs and yams are carbs. And if they were lucky and they lived in Ireland, they were a potato farmer so they'd have potatoes, but not in the masses and masses and the size we have now. And our food has been bred to be bigger. We feed our cattle with grain to fatten them up. We feed our babies with cow's milk from another mammal to fatten them up. So in return, we are getting juicier and fatter ourselves. And it's because we're eating not just genetically modified food, but foods that are designed for our taste buds because we are wired to look for those sweets. And that is why you grab the packet of lollies. That is why you stuff the Tim Tams down your face and you can't stop because your body is like, well, we're going to eat this because we might not stay alive during the long, cold winter and, you know, food's going to be really scarce, so I'm going to eat it while I've got it. So we are quite literally, that is what our bodies do to us. So it's, you know, it's not your fault. It really isn't. So it's actually about um, making better choices and and feeding our bodies nourishment and staying away from those big, massively juicy foods and those kind of crazy portions. You guys have all seen Super Size Me, where he eats McDonald's and, you know, he, he has to say yes to the upgrade when they offer it. He got sick and fat really fast, didn't he? Like, we are seriously becoming like our food. We're juicier and fatter. Well, I am. I don't know about you. Well, not anymore. So, yeah, we're still cavemen. So I'm saying food, 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 but it's also about our mineral deficiencies, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, The other thing is that it's about hormones. Insulin is a storage hormone. It quite literally puts a guard around your fat and doesn't let it out blood sugar is high insulin is high door is locked so and that's how our bodies were designed to protect us through the scarce winters that's you know what we did we ate in summer when there were berries and we held on to that so we could store it all for winter when times were scarce but times aren't scarce anymore You can literally open the fridge door. So I'm going to give you a few tips around that and how to actually get off sugar. If you are craving carbohydrates or you are craving sugar, you are quite literally addicted. There are no ifs or buts about it. So when you come off that, your body throws itself on the ground, Yeah, it sticks its hands and legs in the air and has a hissy fit at you and just basically gets really upset at you because it thinks you're going to die and it wants to protect you. It wants you to live and make it through the hard, cold, starving winter. Just doesn't know that the supermarket's around the corner. Also, we're dealing with a lot of stress that our ancestors didn't deal with. We're dealing with time sensitivities. We're dealing, you know, most of us work a zillion, billion, billion, billion hours. We've got all the stress of work and traffic and we're breathing in carbon dioxide and whatever else the cars are spewing. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in our busy worlds and cortisol, your stress hormone, it's responsible as well. So it's not just about food, but it's all still caveman driven because our bodies just haven't really caught up yet. So I'm going to talk you through a little bit about how to beat the raving, crazy toddler that everyone looks and goes, where are your parents? You know, we used to do that to the kids when they would throw themselves on the ground at the shops. We'd be like, where are your parents? Oh, and just walk away. And the kid would stop screaming and go, and follow us. us, parent of the year. Okay. When you walk in the supermarket, you are just bedazzled by every, all the packaging. And, you know, big food has made it really easy for us to shop convenient. Go back to the Depression era. When food was scarce after, you know, both of the wars, they had to find a way to transport food, and they started coming up with homogenization and pasteurization and emulsifiers and all the stuff they put in to actually hold food together, so that it has a shelf life of years and years and years. So one thing I've noticed is that we have to actually shop a little bit more now. And I tend to look at the back of packets a bit more, but I will always shop the outside of the aisles and I'll talk you through that in a sec. The key is to lower inflammation. So if you can get rid of a lot of packaged foods out of your diet, your inflammation will start to drop and you'll be able to hack your cravings there as well because your body is not going, give me energy, give me energy, give me energy. It's actually getting the energy it needs from the food. It costs a lot of energy to work through inflammation in a body. Now, I don't know about you, but I had no clue what that actually meant. I, all I could picture was like a knee scrape when I fell over trying to catch the bus and banged up my knee and my body starting to heal itself. And to me, that was inflammation. What they've learned is that sugar causes inflammation inside your system, inside your cells. And inflammation basically drives fat holding onto as well, like fat storage, Um, because your body has to put that aside for later and deal with the inflammation and the blood sugar as well. Blood sugar is an urgent thing, you know. We're designed to have four teaspoons of sugar in our blood at any one time. Do you know how many times a can of Coke has got? It's like 20 spoonfuls of sugar or more. That's five times what we can actually process. Soft drinks used to come in you know, little bottles that you flip the top off and you go back to your grandparents' era. It, it does. So there is a bit of portion involved as well, but particularly with sugar and stuff like that. What they did was they brought that food pyramid in. At the same time, when they started taking the fat out because the food pyramid on the with the flawed science, they were like, okay, fat's making you fat. Don't eat it. It's going to kill you. It's going to clog your arteries, blah, blah, all based on flawed science. Well, they took the fat out. Of food, and guess what? They replaced it with they replaced it with sugar, which we've just learned drives insulin resistance and inflammation. No wonder we're all getting sicker and fatter. But you've got to add the flavour back in somehow. This week, when you're eating fat rich foods, how much nicer is it? You know, the mouth feels better. You feel fuller. Like Hannah was just saying this morning, they had a wrap with chi- uh, chicken, avocado, bacon, palumi and toasted it her dad cuz her dad does keto as well and she said she wasn't hungry all day so she fasted right through the day because all the leptins turned on so you're not food hunting so ever since that that food pyramid was introduced everyone's been struggling so you look at pictures of the 60s and the 50s there weren't very many round housewives my grandma knew that potatoes made her round She knew that, but we lost sight of that because we did what we were told. We'd cut our fats. I'm going to talk about seed oils a little bit later. Seed oils are probably one of the first things you should be getting rid of. And when I say seed oils, it will be very good for you to throw out um, basically anything that isn't dairy or animal product, olive oil, macadamia oil, coconut oil they're all really good you want to be throwing out things like sunflower oil rice bran oil canola oil if you haven't already done it please do it it is actually they're all carcinogenic our body treats oils the same way as it treats saturated fats saturated fats don't make fat by the way just in case you're wondering i'm quite literally proof of that what happens is our body builds cell walls out of the oils and these oils have been treated and pulled out of their components with solvents. And then so you're eating chemicals in these oils and that and sugar, you're basically setting yourself up for a fall. I wanted to explain to you keto. I don't want you to overthink keto because keto, you know, people associate with fat. It's really not. But what I will say to you is you cannot eat fat and carbs and have a fat loss story. It must be one or the other. You're doubling the energy source and fat is a very concentrated energy source so the thing with fat is you can't overeat it you think about um well you can't proof actually but you know like you when you get to a point where you're full and you kind of can't eat anymore like if you've just had a big steak can you eat another one probably not if you eat a pie or a pastry you probably could But the thing with, you know, proteins and fats, and when you consume them together, they're very filling. So if you're going out for dinner, you can have your steak with butter or your veggies with butter and steak or whatever, but have your fats and your proteins. So ideally on a traditional standard american diet they call it the sad cardboard diet we're eating you know i don't i don't even know how much garbage but it's at least half of our food in carbohydrates you can then ease into low carb which is about 20 percent, and then if you're doing keto you're looking quite literally at 20 grams of carbs a day now that is a half a cauliflower (laughs) or maybe less so just to put that in perspective and that is where your carbs should be coming from just if you see a food and you think wow I wonder what that's worth that's where you can put it in your tracker and get, get some idea of what you're actually putting in your body and here's another tip you can hold up that I don't know cauliflower and go is this good for me how is this actually going to affect my body is it going to spike my blood sugar if the answer is no, 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 it's, everything's good, then go for it. But that's how you can stop yourself from grabbing the chocolate bars or whatever. But I'm going to go through that in just a sec. A good goal to aim for five grams of carbs or less per serving. I don't want you to sweat it. Life is for living. And, you know, we were messaging um, Shari and I were messaging back and forth and she's saying, well, can I have the coffee with milk? Why not, you know, have it. Just be careful with some of the other stuff and don't eat it with biscuits (laughs) or make some low carb biscuits. Shop the outside of the aisles. What I mean by that is start in your meat and your fruit and veggie section and build your meals and then go through the middle of the supermarket. So then go and get your herbs and spices or your sugar replacement or your frozen berries. Try and stay away from as many packets as you can. So, And you you might have to get um, good at, you know, cooking more and then freezing it, but it just means you don't have to cook as much So, because you're eating a lot of fresh food and that's what our bodies are designed to eat, fresh and seasonal. We didn't have oranges when they weren't in season from Florida. You know, we literally ate them when they were on the tree. It's when we're supposed to eat them. But I want you to actually stop when you go, okay, I'd really like some chocolate. I know it's hard to stop. But I want you to stop and go, what could I have instead? This for that. So I'm going to trade. I'm holding a packet of Tim Tams. I'm going to trade this for the dark chocolate. So let's have a little bit of a think about this for that. Things people struggle with are rice bread, pasta, pizza, potatoes. I mean, I could make a list that's 63 slides long, right? Of Chocolate. (laughs) Um, But cauliflower rice is flipping delicious. You put it in a blender, you cook it in butter or bacon fat. It's so filling. Serve it with a protein. It's yummy as. And that's a great substitute if you're missing rice. It's got the mouth feel almost of rice. A bit of pink salt in there will help yummy it up as well. So there are breads. They they probably don't taste like the bread at Bunnings on a sausage. Um, but, you know, you can make them out of chia. You can make them out of almond, um, the low-carb uh, wraps. So there are alternatives for you. Um, on my TikTok, I just shared the macro bread from Woolies. It's like five grams. You can't eat heaps of it. It's bloody filling. That's the thing with good food. It fills you up. When you're looking for pasta, you can replace it with zoodles, so zucchini noodles. Um, do you remember the apple slinkies? They used to make it at the kids' tuck shops. They'd put the apple on the spike and wind it and it goes and it makes the spirals. So you can get a spiralizer and spiralize your veggies. Um, I cook mine in butter, you know, works for me. The flavor's lovely. I've also discovered the edamame noodles in the Health Food Island boxes don't love boxes. they're just for the the last minute stuff when I can't be bothered doing a spiralizer they've got not too many nasties in them and they're like a pretend pasta they taste like a whole wheat pasta and they're very filling you can make almost any bread out of that fathead pizza dough it's bloody gold and then non-starchy veg like tonight we roasted some chicken like mini roasty things we had sweets what else do we roast? Whereas cauliflower, zucchinis, capsicum, um, anything I can get my hands on really that isn't a starchy veg. So eating for satiety and the importance of nutrients is something I want you to really think about and adding those healthy fats, even though it might freak you out a little bit. The other thing, you can eat your protein first. It's filling. Then after dinner, you're not having that crazy hunt because you've had a lot of protein and some healthy fats. If you are having cravings, there is a possibility you are dehydrated. If you are chasing chocolate, I want you to have a think about how much water you've actually had. You can hack it with mint, um, cucumber. Um you could put berries in water as well. I don't know about you, but I used to hate water. I, I love it now. I think if you can hack it and make it interesting, that's pretty cool too. Now, if you are craving sweet foods, you need magnesium, chromium, or sulfur. To get those, you can consume broccoli, check your water. Cheese is a terrific one for that. Eggs, chicken, but um, dark chocolate, 85 90%. You can actually melt it down with some butter and make a fat bomb if you don't like the 85% Or 90% chocolate. You just want to be choosing one that's under three or four grams of carbs with chocolate. If you're craving fatty and oily foods, like if your car is taking you through McDonald's without you realizing, you're probably looking for calcium. And that can be found in seafood, yogurt, bok choy, broccoli. Add a good dose of healthy fats, way you go. If you're looking for salty food, you would be looking for chloride and sodium. So my favorite one is pink salt every single morning. A handful of almonds, doesn't matter how they come, whether they're raw, blanched, toasted, whatever. They are a terrific craving hack. So they're full of the most amazing nutrients. The other places you can get chloride, um, funnily enough, would be celery, tomatoes, pork crackles, olives. So you can see this, it's not terribly restrictive. It's just about the blood sugar minimization. If you're craving bread, rice and pasta, you haven't flipped your metabolic switch yet. Your body is still an upside down toddler waving its legs in the air. So flipping that switch by eating some healthy foods, eggs, dairy, full fat options, ish, amazing for you, nuts, seeds, sunflower seeds, a little pot of Greek yogurt, some of my keto jam that I've made and some of the keto granola. And you've got a meal that will last you about a zillion hours in your belly. If you're craving chocolate, it's a magnesium deficiency. And magnesium, you can fill up with broccoli, eggs, dark chocolate. Who needs a reason to eat dark chocolate? So you can actually hack that that craving pretty well, even with broccoli and butter. I know it's not the same as chocolate, (laughs) but it will actually, if you have that at dinner, You should find yourself being able to kick that craving. And, you know, if I want something, I Google it. I'm like, okay, I would like to eat lasagna that's keto. You'll find a keto recipe for lasagna. I'm going to encourage you that if you are still succumbing to cravings, you probably need to write down what's going on for you, when it is, and what you're craving. Because most of them are about mineral deficiencies or water deficiencies.